The Leap Foundation proudly presents the Meet the Mentor podcast with New York Times bestselling author, motivational speaker, and celebrity dentist, Dr. Bill Dorfman. Hey, Dr. Bill here with my good friend, Jonathan Deersing. And before we start, a few announcements. Number one, this live Instagram is going to go live today. Next week, it will go on the Leap Facebook page as an edited version. But we've also been converting them into podcasts. Believe it or not, our podcast out of 42,000 podcasts ranks 109th. Yeah, it's pretty exciting. And my episode with Mark Wahlberg was like an award winner. So please, please, please go to our podcast and follow us. It's just Meet the Mentor, just like this. And um, there's some really, really great ones. We have Kathy Bates. Um, we have Anthony Hopkins. We have Devin Druid from 13 Reasons Why, Jonathan Bennett, uh, and, and then a lot of great business leaders. Secondly, we are going to have another epic gala to raise money for LEAP, and that will be April 24th, 9th, April 29th, um, and it will be at the Jim Henson Studios where they did the Muppets, and we are actually having Kermit the Muppet there, so it will be an amazing evening, and you'll start seeing more and more stuff about it, so please come and, um, and enjoy an evening there. And then LEAP. LEAP Week will be July 19th to the 25th at the beautiful UCLA campus. We'll have about 400 students there this year, and um, it will be an epic program. Every year, we go a little bit further and try and make it a little bit better experience for you, but it's going to be amazing. And one of my patients I've asked to come is Katie Seagal's son. Katie Seagal was unmarried with children, Sons of Anarchy. Her son, Jackson White, is starring in a new series called Mrs. Fletcher on HBO. Nice. You have to watch it. And, I, I, you know, it's really funny. I was watching the episode, and all of a sudden I had this epiphany. And I thought, you know, when people talk about a kid or an actor having that it factor... He just has it. Really? Yeah, he's amazing. And, I, and I've, I've known him since he was a baby. I mean, Katie's been my patient for, I don't, I don't know, 30 years. So before Jackson was born. But he's such a different guy than the guy that, that like, I'm like, what? you're really a great actor. So, Jackson, I hope you're watching this. And you need to come to Leap. And I think I want to do the first time ever mother-son mother duo at Leap and have you and Katie come together. I think it would be a blast. That's funny. My best childhood friend was on a show with Katie maybe 20 years ago called Tucker. Oh, really? Yeah, she, Tucker. She played his mom. Wow. Yeah, that's crazy. All right. Let's get to Jonathan. Jonathan Deer, Deer Singh, a.k.a. at John Deer, <laughs> D-I-E-R, is co-founder and CEO of Rounderbum. And you can find that at, at Rounderbum. Uh, Jonathan's the youngest of five boys. He also has one sister. They're from Anaheim. He went to USC and he got his bachelor's in neuroscience. And he's managed to build an industry-leading company in men's shapewear. 
We don't hear that much in, in men, shapewear, but he'll explain what it is. And it's definitely getting global attention. You could have seen him on Shark Tank. He crushed it on Shark Tank and actually pitched it and got a deal with Mr. Wonderful himself, Kevin O'Leary. Of all the people, I would never have thought that Kevin was going to do the deal, but he did. Their body-enhancing garments are a great alternative to going under the knife or getting injections. Rounder Bun opened their first flagship store right here in West Hollywood. It's on the corner of Santa Monica Boulevard and San Vicente, and you can see it. It's got great marquee value. And um, they also just launched in Macy's.com, and I believe they're going to have actually freestanding um, displays in Macy's. That's the goal. The in goal. The near future. Yeah. All right. Um, it's also in Europe. It's found in all major department stores in Mexico. And you can get more information on Rounder Bum at rounderbumbum.com. Rounder Bum strives to enhance their customers' confidence by wearing their products. And it's not only changing the way people look, it's changing the way people live. <laughs> And Jonathan and I have been friends for almost six years now, right? It's crazy. We met at a charity event, and um, I I remember distinctly meeting him. Um, He was trying to take a selfie with these two women, and and I'm like, dude, give me your camera, and I'll just take it for you. And uh, that's how we met. That's exactly it. Yeah. So, Rounder Bomb, how did it start? So Rounder Bum started with my business partner and I uh, with the idea that we just wanted to enhance the backside. Uh, We did our first prototype by literally folding a towel and sewing it into underwear and seeing how it looked. Obviously, it looked not that great. It looked like a towel in underwear. So we started thinking of ways to make it look better. And uh, slowly but surely, we developed our own unique kind of pad. It's made of polyurethane foam. It has a zero edge, so basically it looks invisible under your clothing and it molds to your body. And because of the kind of foam we use, it feels natural to the touch, too. So if anybody grabs you, nobody's going to know. And you guys then have this the, this pad that goes into underwear. You also have a women's line, right? Men's and women's. So, yeah. So in Mexico, we're in all the major department stores. We sell a lot of our women's products there. Uh, but in the U.S., it's a little too saturated. Um, so we don't really do that much here. So we stick to men in the U.S. because there's really nobody else out there. So... We really have become the leader in this industry in the U.S. And what would you say from the inception of the company when you first first started was kind of the biggest challenge to you know get this company going? Uh, I would say at first the biggest challenge was investing in the inventory. Obviously, you have to believe in your product. You want to know that it's going to sell, but there's no guarantee. So in order to get good deals for minimum order quantities from Asia or wherever you're ordering, the more you order, the less the product becomes. So we wanted to have enough to be able to sell and also at a good price. Yeah. And, you know, when you start a company, what you don't realize is volume is everything. You know, if you buy one glass, it's probably going to cost you like $20. But if you manufacture a million of these, the price drops to like not even a dollar a glass. And so volume is everything. And so you have to invest in all your volume. And then you guys are storing that where? So we have a warehouse here in Los Angeles. We have another big warehouse in Mexico. Um, and those are our two main warehouses for now. Uh, so you guys start off this this business. And tell me kind of like where you went. Like you decided to open up 
what we say as a brick and mortar store. You also have an online business. Like, give me kind of a rundown of what happened when and and how it all kind of came together from the beginning. So we launched our website in May 2015, rounderbum.com. And uh, it started growing about 10% month after month. And uh, so we noticed a really big trend. Uh, we started really pumping a lot of marketing efforts into Facebook. Um, and through that marketing effort, we got noticed by Shark Tank. And so Shark Tank reached out and said, hey, we really think you have a really cool product. Would you like to audition for Shark Tank? And I said, of course. So I went through the motion, went through all the rounds. Before you know it, I'm pitching in front of the producers and they invite me back to pitch in front of the Sharks. And then before you know it, I got to deal with Mr. Wonderful and walking out like, what just happened in there, you know? But you already had the store on Santa Monica Boulevard before Shark Tank. The store, I got the lease in like April and then Shark Tank reached out in June. So with the lease and the build out of the store, it was happening kind of simultaneously. Um, so one didn't really depend on the other. It just happened to be at the same time. Talk about building out a store. Like a, I know it was fun for you. Like a real like brick and mortar store. Because I, I, I give these guys like what are the some of the lessons that you learned from from doing that? You know, if if any of my students want to build a store, what would you say you need to know this? Well, first of all, you're never gonna stick to budget. Whatever your budget is, try to double it. Whatever the time frame is, just double that time too. And then uh, realize it could take longer and it could cost more than two. So there won't be any surprises that way. It's going to save you a lot of stress. So just, I would, I would recommend that. So your original budget to build the store out was what? Uh, let's say I, I wanted to stick to under 150, but realistically it was like 300. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I mean, to get it done same with houses, with by the way. Yeah. And you were so happy with the builders. I remember uh, having, uh, going over there with you like, hey, what do you mean this isn't round? Uh, and, yeah. and don't pay them everything at, in the beginning. Wait until they're finished and the job is perfect and then pay them what... That's a really good yeah. lesson. So you guys have kind of your flagship store in West Hollywood. And what percentage of your sales are actually happening at the store versus online? Oh, less than 5%. So... You know, the whole real, uh, sorry, the uh, retail industry is kind of dying, they say. So that was the whole reason why we made our store a dual purpose. So it, it functions as a retail store where people can go see and feel the product downstairs. Then upstairs, we use it as a fulfillment center to fulfill all of our online orders. So that's the way that that store can sustain itself because um, it's really hard to have a retail store just selling right. retail products. And then you guys are also on Amazon. Right. And we're also on Amazon. So we're on rounderbum.com, Macy's.com, and Amazon. The only caveat about being on other people's websites is that you don't collect the customer data. And for anybody that owns a business, to collect that customer data is the most important thing because with like somebody's email, let's say, you can send them an email for free and retain that customer with products and like deals, sales, whatever. If they're buying on Amazon or other places, those companies keep the customer data. So when you're selling on Amazon, there are other challenges. And you as a consumer sit home and you buy something and then like, ah, I don't like it. You send it back and you don't really realize what a merchant's relationship is with Amazon. So, you know, for your from your end, it's kind of easy. It's like you see something, you pick it out, you buy it, it comes, you don't like it, you get a full refund, it goes back. As a merchant, it's not that nice. And maybe you can explain to our students 
you know, what really happens on your end. Okay, so the way that Amazon works, there are two platforms. You can be a vendor or a seller. If you're a vendor, Amazon essentially buys your products from you at a wholesale price, and then they sell it, and they make the margin. Um, as which a seller, basically means, so, which basically means you're not involved anymore. So they, they basically say, okay, we're going to buy 10,000 pairs of your rounder bum underwear, and you're done. They just do what they do with it. And then there's Seller Central, where you can basically host your product on Amazon um, as a seller. So it's like one big marketplace. You just post your product. They take a commission fee. And if you have Amazon fulfill your orders, uh, they take another flat rate fee to do that. Uh, so the only thing is with Amazon is that they have obviously two-day shipping. It's very customer friendly. But they also offer essentially free returns with basically no questions asked. So because we're in the underwear industry, they're intimate garments. Um, once they're used, they're trash. So because people can try them on, maybe they'll send it back. Amazon doesn't ask any questions. And then we get a lot of, uh, of a product that's useless and waste. So it's, it's a huge loss for us at times. So basically, if somebody t- buys your underwear and you ship it to them mm-hmm. and they ship it back, you have to destroy the product, right? Do you ever do something where it's like if this bag is unsealed kind of thing? Or Well, that's the thing is that we want to offer a really great customer experience. But at the same time... So you want to try them on. So at the same time, like I would love to have everybody try it on. Uh, once you try it, I know you're going to like it. Um, but it's just that with, with the way that the industry is going and customer service being such a big importance... Um, we have to really make the customer happy at the end of the day. So what happens then is if you order something, and not just from Jonathan's company, from anybody, he is now paying the shipping. You're then trying it on. You're saying, nah, I don't want it. He's then paying the shipping back, and he had to buy the product and throw it away. So it's a huge loss for you. Well, Amazon pays for the shipping back, but then there's a fee for the return processing. So it does cost more money too. So, and then the product's wasted, the customer isn't satisfied. So, you know, and there's nothing we can do about it. We can't really get in personal contact with the customer. We have to go through Amazon. Um, so the goal is with any business on, on e-commerce is be direct to consumer. So just have everybody funneled right to your website. You get the maximum margins, as Bill was saying, that's the that's the difference between the cost of the good and how much the price is that you sell it for. And then you can capture that data and you can send emails to them and uh, and maintain the life of that customer. And you're in awesome. full control that way. What would you say is the biggest challenge in the clothing industry today? Um, I mean, besides the fact that people aren't really going out to retail outlets buying it. Mm, I think fast fashion is is great for people. Fast fashion is our websites where you can go buy really inexpensive things, um, really nice or like, let's say cheap things that look good, but they'll probably fall apart in a couple days. Um, so people are going that route because people want to have a lot of new stuff and not spend a lot of money. Um, so to make a premium product, obviously it costs a certain amount of money and to buy and make. So we're not the cheapest product, but we really want to strive to be affordable for everybody but still maintain a profitable business. What's the best way to grow your business with social media, say? And to get a following? Or to... Yeah, I mean, like 
How do you acquire new customers? What's the most effective way for you guys to get new customers? So by far, Facebook marketing is our number one. So we're finding the more that we pump into our marketing, the bigger return we're getting. However, you need to constantly readjust your, your audiences, make sure that they're returning a good ROA. Um, so it's a full-time job to monitor, but Facebook is by far the best. Yeah. And if you could kind of wave a magic wand right now and say, in five years, this is what I want Rounderbum to be, what would that look like? I would want Rounderbum to be a global brand that's available in all department stores, available around the world in every country. And I want every man who wears it to feel confident and uh, to realize that this isn't a product to kind of deceive anybody else. It's really a product for you to look and feel better in your own skin. Jonathan, thank you so much. Is there any other messages that you would like to give? We talked a little bit before about how hard it is to do a day-to-day grind with the business. Maybe you can relate that and anything else that you want to give our students. Yeah, so that's a really good question. So the one thing I would recommend is have a real solid goal, a plan, what you want to do with the company. Be sure not to get tied up with the everyday little things. Focus your energy on the big picture, on a strategy and a plan. Um, let somebody else do the busy work and you focus on what you do best and build the company that, of your dreams. That's awesome. Yeah. All right. Thank you so Thanks. much. Um, Jonathan is going to be a mentor at Leap again. Um, Leap will, week will be July 19th to the 25th. And on that Friday, we'll do the mentor workshop where we'll have a hundred different mentors. Jonathan will be there. You can meet him on person. If you want to contact him um, directly, you can through Instagram at John Deere, D-I-E-R. Um, and if you want more information on Rounderbum, just go to rounderbum.com and buy a pair. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, you guys. All right, Dr. Bill, over now. To learn more about the Leap Foundation, go to leapfoundation.com or find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash the Leap Foundation, on Instagram at Leap Foundation, and on Twitter at Leap Los Angeles. Listen to the Meet the Mentor podcast with Dr. Bill Dorfman on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.